Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, along with you here on a green and gold Monday after the Packers lose 37 to 30 uh, yesterday to the Detroit Lions. And again, you know, not exactly what you ideally want to have happen uh, at the end of the day. Uh, if you're a Packers fan, you wanted to win to maybe carry some momentum. Going into this bye week, maybe that's something that you were looking for. But to be honest with you, I just don't know how much momentum really carries when you have an off week. We always have this conversation um, during a baseball season, right? And you have these these baseball guys will tell you, well, uh, you you can't carry momentum from one day to the other because momentum is as good as the next day starting pitcher. Okay, fine. I mean, and I understand that logic, but I do think there is something to playing with some confidence, to playing with some mojo, feeling good about yourself going from one game to the next. Just like in the NBA. I mean, I think if in, in the NBA, same type of deal. If you get going and you're on a run, um, you want to keep playing. You, you don't want to have an all-star break ruin that because then coming off the all-star break, because it's so long, it's almost a week, all of a sudden, now you lost that. And now you're struggling to try and figure it out and get it back at that point. And to me, um, that is the same type of deal that we have here for the National Football League, where because of how this is set up for the bye week, yes, you get extra practice time for Myers and Bakhtiari. And yes, you get to have Alexander get some more practice. You get uh, you know, Zadarius Smith some practice time here for a couple of weeks 
uh, before you put him back out on the football field. So from that standpoint, from the Packers, you know, it's a huge, huge win, huge bonus versus not allowing these guys to have that extra time, which is fine. But from a momentum standpoint, I just don't think it matters win or loss all that much going into the bye week. Because, okay, you lose. So what? It doesn't even matter. Because by the time you start, you know, getting ready for, the say, the next game, uh, whoever that may be, won't be until Monday, maybe not till Tuesday, if you're waiting on the Ram-Cardinals game to decide to see who you play uh, in the next round. Because there's a, a very good chance if Dallas and Tampa win, you won't know who you're playing until after Monday night football is done because you'll play the winner of that game, Arizona or the Rams. That's very well how this is going to play out if Dallas and Tampa hold serve. So having said that, that's going to be long removed from this Lions game, in which it took trick plays for them to beat you and every other thing to go right for them to win this football game, including playing against the Packers' second-string offense, third-string offense, whatever you want to call it, and being down with under five minutes to go to Jordan Love and that Packers' second- and third-string offense. And as you heard uh, LaFleur after the game, none so happy with the defensive effort, talking about how guys got to be in their damn place uh, and stay in their role and, and not do other things. So clearly he was frustrated by the defensive effort in that game uh, as well, uh, and them allowing 37 points and multiple times getting beat on trick plays. So having said that, for me now, you know, we talked about it on the big show. It was fine. Um, Dan Plucker filling in today for uh, Rami Makhlouf. So I'm sure there will be some of that. Hey, uh, if you were listening on the Wendy's Big Show, uh, and Sam Schmitz was because he was here producing, I told Gary Ellerson, I said, if the Broncos hire Nathaniel Hackett, that's going to be a tip uh, that Rodgers very well could be headed to Denver, correct? Adam Schefter literally just tweeted out four seconds ago, the Broncos have requested permission to interview Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett for their head coaching job. Folks, if Hackett gets hired, I think it's safe to say you can probably kiss Rodgers goodbye because that would be, in my mind, the main reason why you would do this. The main reason why you would hire Nathaniel Hackett would be to set up a situation to where Rodgers gets to move to Colorado, uh, out to Denver. He wants to apparently beat Mahomes in the division or something like that. That was the rumblings over the summer. Um, Plus his girl, if he's still with her, Uh, she lives out in the Boulder, Colorado area, I believe. So that makes sense. And now you get to have Rodgers go into an offense that he knows everything. And him and Hackett are on the same page, been in the same room, same terminology, run the same type of offense if they want, um, and rolling into Denver. So everybody then essentially has to learn from Rodgers and Hackett uh, versus Rodgers going into a position where he's got to learn a whole new offense all over again. So if there is a, uh, a handshake deal behind closed doors, of Rodgers going to Denver after this season, uh, we're going to find out really quickly here of Nathaniel Hackett is hired by the Denver Broncos uh, between now and the time the season is over. Uh, what what do you think, Sam? Do you think what do you think the odds are that Hackett ends up as a Denver head coach between now and the time the season is over for the Packers? Who was the other candidate that we just talked about an hour ago? They like- got Jared Mayo, the linebacker coach from the Patriots, right. Uh, and the other one, I believe, is Dan Quinn, yeah, Dan uh, Quinn, the Cowboys' the defensive coordinator. So two defensive guys, and now this, the lone offensive 
representation that I know of. Because it looks like the past trend for the Denver Broncos is that they always would prefer to be defensive-minded. So Dan Quinn would make sense, especially with his head coaching um, experience in the past. But if they do want to bring in Rodgers, this is the ultimate you know ace up their sleeves. So I wouldn't. I would probably say you know between Quinn and Hackett and maybe some other candidates, I would probably say Hackett's probably got a fifty percent chance. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I just for me right now, I think Hackett is a winner. I think Hackett's going to be a great head coach. I do. Maybe I'll be wrong, um, but I think he's going to be really good. And if that's Jacksonville, whoever hires him first should hire him. That, I'll say that now. If Jacksonville gets him first before everybody else, and I think they're going to, if they get him first, I think they get him, isn't it this week they get him uh, on the bye week? So if Jacksonville hires him uh, right away, that ruins the, the the Denver plan then. So then I, then that that's all done. I just I just can't see Rodgers going into a situation where he's going to have to learn a whole new offense unless Denver were then to hire an offensive coordinator that Rodgers is familiar with. For instance, right? So what if Hackett goes to Jacksonville, Denver then gets Luke Getze to come in here, who is his quarterback's coach now, has been the wide receiver's coach in Green Bay and so forth. If they go get Getze to be their offensive coordinator uh, in Denver for, say, a Dan Quinn, let's say, if he is the head coach, and then that opens up the door to have Rodgers uh, go to Denver as well. Something to keep an eye on. I, I know I am, because Denver, I think, is the biggest threat right now of a team that he may want to go to if it's indeed not going to be in Green Bay. But if it's not in Green Bay, as I've said before and I'll say again, you cannot blame Goody and you cannot blame LaFleur. This is not on them. They've done literally everything that dude has wanted them to do uh, this entire season dating back to training camp and everything else. They literally have bent over backwards for this guy. So if he decides to pick up and go now, that means he had never had any intention of staying beyond this year to begin with and wanted, as him and Devontae Adams tweeted out the pictures of the Jordan and the last dance and that whole thing, then this was the plan all along, and it didn't really matter what the Packers did one way or the other for him. That, that's, that's all this will mean because it will not be the Packers' fault. You can get mad at the Packers if you want, but to me, uh, it, it's very difficult to sell me that the Packers would be at blame uh, at all at this point if that's how this plays out. All right, so there's the latest news uh, on what's going on with Nathaniel Hackett now being sought after by the Denver Broncos uh, for an interview. But what I want to talk about here on Sparky's Midday Madness before we get to Dan Plucker at 3 o'clock filling in for Rami Makhlouf uh, is this. Who's that one team in the, in the NFC right now that worries you, Packer fans? Who's that one team in the NFC you don't want us to have to face. I think San Francisco might have some fans in Green Bay a little bit nervous if they have to play the Niners uh, in that divisional round game at Lambeau if the Niners are able to pull the upset on the Cowboys. Who is it for you? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Uh, you can also uh, tweet me at Sparky Radio. Tweet me at Sparky Radio. Or you can also tweet at Big Show Network. We'll use that Twitter account because if you heard on Friday – I ruined the 1250 Twitter account, so we can't use that one as of right now. But they're working on it, so hopefully we'll have that up at some point. So tweet me at Sparky Radio or tweet at Big Show Network. Uh, We can use that Twitter account as well. Uh, Or dial it up, 414-799-1250. What's that one team that worries you the most, Packers fans? That's next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. It got ugly quick. The Packers lose, and we're talking about it on The Fan. I didn't watch that game yesterday like everyone and just was sick. It's a green and gold Monday. At the end of the day, we're here for a win, and we got a loss. On 1250 AM, The Fan.
Stafford back on first down, throws a deep one down the right sideline for Odell Beckham Jr. Intercepted by Ambry Thomas. Ambry Thomas takes it away. The Rams only have one timeout remaining. The 49ers are going to win the game in L.A. And they have won the game. They are going to Dallas, Arlington, Texas next week to end it. KBR, the highlight there. The Niners intercept Stafford in overtime. They come back. They take out the Rams. Uh, And one thing that I've seen a ton of on Twitter is, man, oh, man, oh, man. San Francisco, please do not let them end up with San Francisco again. And that's the question. What's that one team in the NFC right now that you do not want to see the Packers face uh, right now in the playoffs? Now that we see how this whole thing lines up, because there is a chance, there is a chance that the Niners upset Dallas in Dallas and you get the Niners in the divisional round at Lambeau Field. 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at Big Show Network or at Sparky Radio. Both uh, will work. And it's fun. Looking at y'all on Twitter right now, it doesn't appear like, well, I mean, it's early. We just threw out the topic up. But as of right now, it doesn't appear like everybody's on the same page. I thought this was going to be easy. I thought everybody was going to say the same team, but apparently not. Uh, Tim tweets at Sparky Radio at Big Show Network. It's still the Bucks, and then everyone else. I'm not there with you. I'm not there on Tampa. I'm not worried. Record me, tape me, whatever you want to do, and you can play it back later if they lose to Tampa. Tampa Bay and Tom Brady, they don't scare me. Not right now. No Godwin, no Antonio Brown. It's a disaster. No chance do, do, do they scare me at this point. Yeah, Gronkowski can be a problem, I guess. But he's big, he's old, he's slow. Like, I'm not as concerned about dealing with Gronkowski at this point. Mike Evans is a good player. But what do they have outside of that? See, that to me, that's, that's what it all comes down to. Do they have enough weapons to beat you? Will Fournette be healthy enough to play in the playoffs? We've got to find out that, too. I think he might, he might end up coming back here at some point. But that, that is what, what this is all going to be about. And I just think this Packers team is significantly better than Tampa uh, at this point with those two guys down. Now, if Godwin was healthy, if Antonio Brown didn't freak out and he was still playing, then I'd get down with you. Then I'd say, all right, well, Buccaneers could be a problem again. That's, that's probably going to be the team I'm most concerned about. Tampa Bay's not it for me, y'all. And that, that is... That is not the team for me. How much does Tampa scare you, Sam Schmitz, going into the the playoffs right now? So I have two right now that scare me the most, and Tampa Bay still is number one. I, really? I, I look. I hear you with no with no AB, no Godwin. Yeah, that really does hurt them. I like I like the Packers odds still against Tampa Bay right now as it is. But like we said, Leonard Fournette may be back. Yep. They may get Levante David back as well and maybe a little bit of help in their secondary, which has been decimated by injury. They've been hurt all year. Yeah, so their defense is really banged up. So I still like I still like Green Bay's odds. But I mean, when you when you compare all these other teams compared to Tampa Bay and the NFC, they have the better quarterback at the end of the day. I'm not gonna discount Tom Brady. So that's that's mainly the reason why I still go with Tampa Bay. But the other team, and you were just talking about them a little bit before, it is San Francisco for me. Because I think we forget in their regular season matchup earlier in the year, they were without Elijah Mitchell. They, they were running Trey Sermon, yep. Trey Lance, and a whole bunch of other people, and Debo Samuel. They were not really well-equipped against the Packers. Now it took, what, a 48-second drive in the fourth quarter to really kind of get rid of the 49ers and a last-second-ditch effort. So I think we kind of dismissed the 
the Shanahan Matt Lafleur narrative just because we won one regular season game. So I think we got to really kind of remember that they weren't really that well equipped. They weren't completely healthy. Neither were the Packers. I get it, but San Francisco. I'm not going to discount them out either. See, and for me, San Francisco, I, I think is someone to be concerned about um, for sure, uh, and for a couple of different reasons. One. The relationship between Shanahan and LaFleur, right? That's part of it. Now, LaFleur has taken care of Shanahan when they've seen him so far. But still, that relationship of knowing each other, knowing what each other likes to do, knowing each other's tendencies, that type of deal. Um, That history, I think, is maybe a little bit of a reason to be a little bit concerned, even though LaFleur has had the best of him so far. Now, the next aspect of San Francisco is that running game. Maybe I'm crazy. And we'll see. But as long as you've got Devondre Campbell in the middle, and as long as you've got Kenny Clark, as long as those two guys are both healthy and on the field, I don't feel as concerned necessarily about their ground game. And I'll take it a step further. If Jair Alexander is back, and if he's playing, now we don't know yet if he's going to be back, but we think he's going to be back. If Jair Alexander is back and playing, and I can have, Jair Alexander, Stokes, Douglas, and King. And that's my secondary. Those four corners. I ain't going to play Shannon Sullivan anymore. I can play those four corners. And I got to only be concerned at this point uh, with what they have a wide receiver. Ayuk, good player. Samuel, good player. Fine. I don't know. I mean, there's a part of me that says, I want to see Garoppolo beat me. Let's see what he's got. I mean, George Kittle, a tight end, obviously a problem. The Packers, in, in recent memory, have struggled with tight ends, but they really haven't this year. The only guy that really had the Packers number this year is Mark Andrews. He, he's the one guy that lit them up. Outside of that, they've done pretty good defending the tight end. This isn't your old Packers defenses of years past where they couldn't cover a running back or a tight end to save their life. I feel like they're doing a much better job this year of covering the tight end. And Kittle is elite, right? But for me, I come in going, let's see you beat me through the air. Let's see if Jimmy Garoppolo can beat me throwing the football, throwing the ball 40 times, 35, 40 times. Because we're going to play this game to make sure that Debo Samuel is not going to be running the football and to make sure that no running back, Elijah Mitchell or otherwise, is going to beat me running the football. And you're going to have to beat me with your arm and not make mistakes. That's how I think you play San Francisco. If you're the Green Bay Packers, you have a a very talented secondary now. Probably the most talented secondary you've had from a talent standpoint. Well, I don't know. Going back to the Charles Woodson, Sam Sam Shields secondary probably was the last time that's been this good. So, yeah, take your chances. You got him, you got him, you got him, you got him. Take your guy, let's go. See what happens. To me, that's why... I think San Francisco is a concern, sure, um, but it's not my number one concern right now team-wise. That's not my number one concern. Let's go to Ty in Philly. T.Y., you're next listening on the Odyssey app here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Ty? What's up, Spark? How are you doing, man? Hey, man, everything good, Can I just say something before you start? You know, I, I I never got to do Philly sports talk radio, but man, oh man, I wish I would have been in Philly this year because people were bashing Sirianni back when he got that first press conference, and he was god awful. My guy Zach Gelb on CBS Sports Radio, he's killing him, and I'm damn, I'm going, I'm telling you, man, this dude knows football. He may not be good in front of people, but he knows football, and somehow or another, they got into the playoffs in Philadelphia. 
Hey, man, listen, I live in the house with one, so I get to hear it every day. <laughs> so you know I all about it then, day. yeah. I know all about it. Uh, but, yeah, man, it's absolutely ding, ding, ding. The San Francisco 49ers, man. Mark my words, with uh, Shannon as the coach, that that guy, Elijah Mitchell, is a star in the making. He is a star in the making. He has all the tools to be, especially in a system with Shanahan running it, uh, elite running back. But with the fire that they came out with in the second half against a division opponent, that's the energy that we see every year that a, that a wild card team carries into the playoffs, and they end up in a divisional round somewhere, given a number one seed as much as they can handle. I still think the Packers will beat them, but I wouldn't be surprised if the San Francisco 49ers end up in an NFC championship game. Now that's uh, a team. Obviously that. Now that's a team. You bring them in the cold weather. I mean, right now it's like minus eight, something like that. Goofy real feel like minus eight or something right now outside here in Wisconsin. And now again, by the end of the, by middle end of the week, we'll be back in the thirties again. But if you get a real nice cold game for that Niner team to have to come play in, that would be interesting to see. Now we said the same thing about Tampa last year and they still lost. Uh, but th- for me, I just don't know if Jimmy G is good enough to beat you. That 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 that's where I stand on it. Well, in the cold with a uh, a, a torn ligament in his thumb, uh, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, but but they, but he already proved that he don't have to throw the ball to beat these guys. He, he did it two years ago. So if the Packers are different on that defensive side, which I believe that they are, I think they are. You, you know, but. San Fran, with the fire that they play with, the passion, the energy to win that game, you better watch out. And not Dallas to mention, watch out. think about this. You're going to be able to have Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, and Rashawn Gary. You could potentially have all three on the field at the same time. That's going to be a problem for somebody. That That's, that's going to be interesting. It's going to be sure. a problem. Todd, thanks for the call. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. You can also tweet us at Big Show Network. Uh, and got some uh, people tweeting in uh, as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, one comes in here from Matt, who tweets at Big Show Network and at Sparky Radio. Not a single team concerns. Matt, guaranteed Super Bowl championship, guaranteed that Aaron Rodgers is back. So he ain't worried about anybody. So, so far we've had Tampa Bay and San Francisco. Both those teams, Sam Schmidt's teams. Those are the two teams that he's concerned about the most. That's not the team I'm concerned about the most. After I haven't watched the, these teams here in the last couple of weeks, and it's very true what Ty brought up as far as those teams that get hot, those wild card teams that get hot, and then get on those runs in the playoffs, that's where uh, you know you have to be concerned about. And the other thing that gets brought up is, hey, look, the Packers haven't exactly been magical at this point in the postseason. They haven't. What are they, seven and six? Something like that in the postseason in the last 13 times in the playoffs? That that's not a great number at home. It's not. But you're hoping that your crowd can help get you involved, because last year you really didn't have a full crowd, obviously, because of COVID. I'm going to assume you'll have a full crowd this year, regardless of what's going on right now with COVID. Um, and hopefully you get a colder weather than what you had last year. Because last year. Uh, it might have been cold by California standards, but it's not as cold as you want it to be to make a huge difference uh, at the end of the day. Uh, let's go to Notebook Mike. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan. What's up, Notebook Mike? Sparky, owe me a buck. What's up? We'll get to that later. Uh, it's the 40 Winers, and I'll tell you why. 
these guys played in cold weather. They're not. They, not all of them went to Florida and Florida State. Well, that may be four or five years ago. That's great. But we're talking we, this year of who they've played. I should look at their schedule and see well, who quick, the Niners I, have played. I put my money on Tampa at Lambeau, and I won because everyone said, well, the weather will get them. Right. And I got Tampa number three, who you don't want to face, and then Dallas four. But I, this weather thing just drives me bats. You know, it's the same for both teams. And I'll hang up and listen. All right. Thanks for the call. Uh, if you, You're right. It is same, the same for both teams. But look at it th- from this perspective. That's the only way I can tell you. So right now it's whatever it is outside. Minus five, minus eight, real feel, whatever it is. Okay, it's cold. So now, by the time we get to like, I don't know, Wednesday, Thursday, it's going to be in the mid-30s. Do you know how much warmer the mid-30s is going to feel to us, to us that are here, out in it every day, walking to our cars, going to the grocery store, whatever, how much warmer is that going to feel versus somebody that's flying in from California where it's in the 60s or 70s or warmer, they're going to get off the plane and go, holy crap, it's cold. And those people that have been here the whole time are going to feel like it's pretty warm out. This isn't too bad because you've just come off extreme cold. So it's going to feel easier to you to deal with those elements versus somebody that hasn't. And if you look at this this schedule here uh, for San Francisco, I mean, they ended up uh, in, in uh, against the Rams. That's indoors. And two weeks prior to that at Tennessee, that's not exactly Wisconsin, Two weeks prior to that at Cincinnati, I'd have to look and see what the weather conditions were that day. But I'm guessing it's not going to be anywhere near as what it's going to be cold-wise when they get Green Bay. So really, I mean, they've had uh, fairly decent weather. They haven't had any bad weather conditions coming down the stretch here that San Francisco had to play in to maybe get them ready to go and uh, play Green Bay in Green Bay. Now remember first, they have to get by the Dallas Cowboys. That's the first thing that has to happen. I'll tell you how you know that you're scared of San Francisco. If you're rooting for the Cowboys to beat the Niners, then you're scared of San Francisco. Because I'll tell you right now, I am not rooting for the Dallas Cowboys in that matchup. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. With plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. Settle down to some awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, Plus, their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Dennis and Tulsa lead things off next. What team concerns you the most in the NFC? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at Big Show Network or at Sparky Radio. It got ugly quick. The Packers lose, and we're talking about it on The Fan. I didn't watch that game yesterday like everyone and just was sick. It's a green and gold Monday. At the end of the day, we're here for a win, and we got a loss. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome in. It is a Green and Gold Monday. Steve Sparky Fiber with you. Sparky's Midday Madness tomorrow. Wendy's Big Show, Ross Tucker, 1035, Odyssey NFL Insider. Talk about that Raiders-Chargers game last night. Talk about the firing in Miami. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, also, we'll get into uh, the Vikings firings, the Bears firings, Nathaniel Hackett's future as the Jaguars already requested uh, permission. But now, 
the team that we literally just brought up at the end of the Wendy's Big Show is being connected to Rodgers going there. Denver now has requested permission. So we'll see how that all goes. Uh, this segment brought to you by Jim Dandy, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Watch all the playoff football action while enjoying great food and friendly vibes. And don't forget about their award-winning Friday Fish Fry. Follow them on Facebook. If you've not been there since uh, the new ownership uh, took over, you are missing out. That food is top-notch uh, over there. Did the fish fry, the perch, very good. Um, steaks are out of this world good. Uh, so, yeah, go check them out. Uh, Jim Dandy, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. You will not be disappointed. And that carrot cake, I have a big head, but that carrot cake is a, like the size of my head uh, that you get when you order a slice of carrot cake over at Jim Dandy's. So good. Asking you this, what team do you fear right now in the playoffs if you're the Packers on the NFC side of things? So far, San Francisco and Tampa Bay uh, getting the votes uh, to this point. Dennis and Wauwatosa, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Dennis, what team do you fear the most in the NFC? Hey, uh, that carrot cake must be good, Sparky. Hey, uh, so good. Uh, oh. Hey, you know what? To be honest with you, I think it's Dallas, man. I mean, they secondary ain't good, but, but they front seven – I mean, they can rush the passer. Um, you know, I mean, they can run the ball with Pollard and, and Elliott a little bit here or there. I, I mean, I think it's Dallas. I, I'll be honest with you, I don't think Tampa going to make it. I think Philly going to uh, knock Tampa out. That's my opinion. And Dallas going to beat the 49ers. That's my, that's my opinion. But Brady loses – if Brady loses to Philly. Oh, hey, You know what? Goodness. They play early in the year, and I, and the Philly – I mean, you know what I'm saying? Philly wasn't as good as they are now. I think Philly going to beat them. I think it's Dallas. Dallas is the only team that I think – they can get the Packers a you know a heck of a game because they, with they pass rush, Michael Parsons, no doubt. Yes, that's that's the only thing, only thing, only team I think can do it. I don't, I don't. Tampa ain't gonna make it. You remember I said that Tampa ain't gonna make it. Philly I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think Tampa gets beat too. I don't know if it's by Philly, but I think Tampa Bay gets knocked off eventually too. Thanks for the call, Dennis. And even if Tampa gets to Green Bay, there's no way they're beating Green Bay this time. There is no chance, folks. There's no chance. I, I will, I will be unless. Something dramatically changes, like Godwin has a miraculous recovery or something crazy. There's no way. I mean, Godwin's done till next year. Antonio Brown's gone. They're not bringing him back. So I don't know who else they could find sitting out there that they could pick up at this point to add to that roster. Um, but I, I just I, I can't see him beating Packers. No. For me, it's Dallas. I'm with Dennis. Cowboys are that team for me. And, and the main reason they're that team is because they've got the most offensive firepower left of who's left. Of who's left right now on the NFC side of things for the playoffs, they're the most talented offense left that will give Green Bay possibly the most problems. Because like I said, with San Francisco, let's see Jimmy G beat us. Like, I want to see it. Let's see you beat us having to throw the football. Yeah, you've beat us before not, not throwing the football because we couldn't stop the run. This time, we're going to stop the run and dare you to beat us. That's how I play it. Simple and sweet. Let's see it happen. Let's see it happen again. I don't think it will. On Tampa Bay, they don't got enough firepower either. Brady threw three picks last year, and he had a full complement uh, of talent around him and still uh, needed the Packers to not be able to, to finish at the end of the game in order to win that game. And then the boneheaded Kevin King thing at the end of the first half, obviously. So I, the Tampa, no, it's not happening. Um, then the Rams, Matthew Stafford, please, stop. I mean, I just, no. I mean, Leroy said it earlier today. Like, there's just no chance Stafford's going to do it. So... Then you start looking at the rest of the teams. It's for me, it's the Cowboys. I mean, and, and like Dennis just said, on the defensive side of the uh, of the ball, they've got playmakers in the secondary. They've got guys that can get after the quarterback. They got guys that can come up uh, and stop the run. Athletes 
uh, in that front seven that can create problems for you on the offensive side of the ball. And here's the other thing that goes to go along with every, everything else. You don't think McCarthy's going to be a little extra motivated to win this game at Lambeau? You don't think McCarthy is going to want blood in this one if they get this game at Lambeau Field? If he gets a chance to knock off Rodgers and that Packers team to go to the Super Bowl in Dallas. Because think about it. If Dallas were to win in Green Bay, wouldn't Packer fans have to have some humble pie at that point? Wouldn't you? I mean, for those of you that were absolutely critical of McCarthy and thought McCarthy was a horrible head coach and couldn't do it and this and that and every other thing and rode him out of town, those of you that were out there, and there were a lot of you, if McCarthy beats your team and beats your quarterback to go to the Super Bowl and beat you in your home stadium, that's a lot of humble pie. And you don't think McCarthy is going to want to shove it where the sun don't shine on Murphy and Goody and those cats that got rid of him? Come on. I mean, there's just no chance. He, he's going to be extra motivated. There's not going to be extra motivation for Bruce Arians or for Shanahan. Ain't none of that, McVay. No. No extra motivation in that situation. There's going to be extra motivation for McCarthy. Promise you. Like, that's going to be his Super Bowl. They may go to the Super Bowl and lose because they're going to be so jacked for this game, but it's going to be rally the troops to beat the Packers for coach in the NFC Championship game if it gets there. So, for me, it's Dallas. Do I think McCarthy's a better coach than LaFleur? I don't think he is, no. But in that one-game scenario, with as much talent as they have, that's a scary proposition. Michael and Brown Deer, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Michael? Hey, Sparky. I agree with you. The, the team that I don't want to see in Lambeau Field is Dallas. I don't I don't want to get that. It's just too much room for Mojo, for McCarthy to to some kind of way get some karma thing working out, whatever. I just don't want to see this guy with a chance to try to vindicate himself against Aaron Rodgers. But I will say this, though. After I saw San Francisco stand up strong against the Rams, the Rams have a lot of offensive firepower, too, with Cup and and, and, the, and the way that they were doing what they were doing. That San Francisco defense, they sell us off. I hope so, because I hope they do knock them off because I'd rather see anybody except Dallas. Yeah, I'm with you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Uh, and again, I, I think I'm kind of there. I'm anxious to hear Sam Schmitz on this. So why do you not fear Dallas as much as you fear Tampa or as much as you fear uh, – who was the other team you said? Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco. So Dan and I were actually talking about this when you were going off about Clocker. Dallas. Yeah. So the reason I don't fear Dallas – is mainly because their defense is great, mainly def- the defensive line with Parsons, Lawrence, and Randy Gregory. But their secondary is very vulnerable. I know everybody's going to think, well, Trayvon Diggs has been awesome this year. If he's not getting turnovers, I don't know if you all have been watching the tape, he can, he can be beat damn near every game. A.J. Green was just cooking him a couple weeks ago in their matchup against the Cardinals. So I would gladly take Devontae Adams against Trayvon Diggs and not have to worry about that. So Really, and look, we saw it this past week, too. I know it was the Detroit Lions, but with Bakhtiari and Josh Myers back, I'm not worried about that defensive or that Dallas defensive line as much as I probably should be. So that takes care of the defense. And then with the offense, 
they're really struggling to run the ball. Zeke's not looking like himself. Tony Pollard's in and out right. of the game. So, yeah, you got Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, and all those guys, but they're kind of becoming one-dimensional at this point on offense. I just don't want to face Dallas. They're, they were my third team. I only listed two, but they were my third team, mainly just because of narratives and all that. I don't want to face Mike McCarthy and all that. All the storylines, yeah, Sam. That, that's, the, that's the biggest reason why I don't want to face the Dallas Cowboys, just because of the narratives and all that. But for the reasons I just listed, their secondary and how they haven't really been able to run the ball, that's why I don't fear them as much as uh, San Francisco or Tampa Bay. See, and that to me is is the thing here, right? So Philadelphia, I think we all agree, nobody fears Philadelphia at this no. point with Jalen Hurts. So we're not there there. Um, Cardinals, I'm not there on them either. They have played worse at the end of seasons, I believe, every year since Cliff Kingsbury's been the head coach. Like, they fall apart at the end of every year with Kingsbury, and it doesn't appear that it's any different right now, Sam. Well, they'll maybe get DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt back, but even so, like uh, how I, much is how much right. is Watt going to participate? Well, here's the, here's the thing with me and the Cardinals. I have trust issues with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. I got burned by them last year in the regular season, and they kind of did the same thing this year too. Right. So, and this is like Kyler Murray's very first taste in the playoffs. So I just I'm not expecting anything from them. See, and that to me, that's that's the the part of it for me that I look at it and go, okay. Who's playing the best right now? And Cardinals aren't one of those teams. Just like the Rams, who's the other team the Packers could get, if everybody holds serve, Cowboys hold serve, Bucks hold serve, uh, and Rams hold serve on Monday night against the Cardinals, it could be the Rams, again, in the cold, uh, there in Green Bay. And you saw yesterday, they're having problems running the football right now. Uh, and that's a big problem, because I don't think you can beat the Packers if you can't run the football. Not to mention Stafford, who... Again, it's going to give you every opportunity uh, to get two or three interceptions in a game. You just have to hold on to the football. And everybody said, well, it'll be different with Stafford out of Detroit uh, in, in L.A. But really, he had not been all that different. He still is making the same boneheaded decisions uh, that, that he made from time to time in Detroit. And, uh, and we'll see how this plays out. I'll tell you this much. If the Rams go and lose to the Cardinals in L.A. on Monday night, don't you think everybody is second-guessing that Stafford deal, right? I mean, from the ownership to the fan base to everybody, because this was McVay's guy. It wasn't the story they they hooked up in Mexico or something at a resort at a pool or whatever and started talking about how cool it would be if they could work together, uh, and then the balls started rolling with Stafford telling them he wanted out of Detroit and, and wanted to go play somewhere else where he had a chance to win. Uh, and then all of a sudden, Goff gets booted out for Stafford. They go and they lose to the Cardinals. There's going to be a lot of heat on Stafford. Stafford's really never had any heat, has he? I mean, there were no expectations to win in Detroit. So even when they didn't win with the Lions, he never had any heat on him for not getting the job done. But now? Now? If you don't win here, where? Similar to Green Bay, I would assume, with the Rams, it's Super Bowl or bust for McVay. Like, you go to the playoffs, that's great. You're expected to be there. But if you don't get to the Super Bowl, then you failed. And if you get knocked out in the wild card round, after everything you gave up to try and get this deal done uh, for Stafford and everything else, that's going to come on McVay's head. That's who said this is going to come on. We can talk about Les Snead uh, and that whole deal uh, in uh, with the Rams. But this was McVay's baby. This was a guy that he wanted. This wasn't a deal where Les Snead, the general manager, went out and told Sean, hey, this guy's the this guy is the bomb. Like, you're going to love this dude. We're going to send you uh, Matt Stafford. You're going to love him. It's going to be great. No. 
McVay stomped his feet for this dude. So that's why Cardinals and Rams, I don't get concerned about either one of them. For me, it's the Cowboys one. And then I guess if there's a two, only because of history to a certain degree, I guess it would be uh, the Niners and then Tampa three. Because, again, they lost all that talent. And you can tell me all, all you want about how great Tom Brady is, uh, but he, he's playing with a bunch of guys, to be honest, that he has not played with. And they're having to build chemistry and so forth, and he doesn't get an extra bye week to build the chemistry. They got to go play right away against the Eagles uh, coming up on Sunday with a noon kickoff. So for me, it's still the Cowboys. All right, take a quick time out. We'll come back. We'll talk with Dan Plucker, get his thoughts on what's coming up on the Rami Show today as he fills in. And I want to get his thoughts on Alabama and Georgia tonight. He's Mr. College Football on the Big Show, so we'll get his thoughts on that. That's all coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. It got ugly quick. The Packers lose, and we're talking about it on The Fan. I didn't watch that game yesterday like everyone and just was sick. It's a green and gold Monday. At the end of the day, we're here for a win, and we got a loss. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Oh, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan. Can't wait for this COVID stuff to be done. Let me just tell you. Uh, hey, Young Express, the company we talk about so much is continuing to grow. Don't you be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? How about a company that's been in business for over 30 years? Well, that's Young Express. That's our guys. We're currently looking at company straight truck drivers right now. Uh, and this would be a great place. Uh, to go work for. Let me just tell you. Minimum one year continuous straight truck driving experience is required. Familiarity with the DOT regulations and clean background and driving record. What you can expect from Young Express, a 40 to 55 hours per week, Monday through Friday. 99% no-touch freight. All dock-to-dock, no home deliveries, health insurance, 401k with company match, and a Christmas bonus. You ever got a Christmas bonus before, Plucker, in your time working? Uh... Not from the company, maybe from other people that I've worked with, which I appreciate, but not from the company. No, but you've itself. never worked at a job in your young life where you've had a Christmas bonus Correct. from a place yeah, you work. I, I don't think so. Like I said, coworkers potentially like no, but helping like out the a boss bit. or whatever. Yeah, right. right but... I did. I had it at a radio uh, a job I had years ago, uh, and it was a smaller radio station. The owner had the Christmas party at his house. Oh, and everybody got an envelope full of cash. Uh, that attended the Christmas party, depending on sweet. if you were sales, you got so much, depending on how you sold. If you were uh, programming, you got so much based on what you did or whatever. And that was the one and only time I've ever got a Christmas <laughs> bonus in my life. Uh, no truck jumping at Young Express. Get a new truck every four years. Personal days and vacation days. Apply for the position at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express. Success drives them. All right. Uh, joining us now is the aforementioned Dan Plucker, and uh, can't wait to hear what you got coming up on today's Rami show. What do you got? Yeah, so starting off with the NFL playoffs, they're set. Uh, we'll go through who will be playing who, the matchups of the upcoming week, because there are some interesting games and who the Packers could play out of it now because maybe an upset or two in the making in the NFC. We'll talk about it and and kind of go through it. And then we'll go over that Monday night game or Sunday night game last night 
with the Chargers inexplicably calling timeout and uh, losing and missing the playoffs because of just absolutely idiotic head coaching. Uh, we'll get into that as well in the first hour of the show. Gary Ellerson from the big show. You all know him. You all love him. He'll join us at 345. Second hour of the show is when we'll start talking about that Packers-Lions game. We're not overreacting to any of that, right? Like 37 what? points is a lot of points. Yeah. Uh, 37 points, a lot we're, of points. We're not overreacting. Trick plays, that, right? though. Trick plays. Uh, we're not well, we were talking about it with right? Leroy, and it just said, you know, you see it on tape. You see them bite. You see them not stay home. LaFleur was madder than get out last night after that game. I'm talking about, like, just do your damn job and don't don't leave where you're supposed to be on at that point. You just got to think that in the playoffs, if it's a Shanahan or somebody that's not supposed to be there, Sirianni, whoever, they see that on tape. They see how these guys bit hard. Because those were starters they beat. That wasn't a third string defensive back that they beat on those that trickery. That that was your first string defense that bit and got suckered multiple times. I think maybe I'm wrong. I think you could see somebody try and run some of this nonsense uh, against the Packers, maybe in a playoff game, and see if it works. And if it works, they may run it again later in the game to see if it works again. Because if you think about it, the Packers really been beat on any of that type of stuff all year. I don't remember it. I don't remember them getting beat on. Yeah, but I don't remember a lot of teams doing what the Lions did in that game on Sunday. I'm just saying, man, we'll see how it all plays out. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they're still my team uh, in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl. I haven't changed it like that. But I think Mm -hmm. there is uh, some question marks right now as far as who you're going to have back and who you're not going to have back. I mean, if you had Jair Alexander and if he's right, which we don't know, if he's right in playing shutdown corner, which I think is a hard ask considering how long it's been since he's actually played in a game, Sure. Uh, and then you have Zadarius Smith. Is he right in being able to get to the quarterback? The fact that you can put Zadarius Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary now on the field at the same time, with all three being legitimate problems for a quarterback, that also presents issues that these guys really haven't seen all year long on tape. So you can really give them some funky stuff uh, that they have not seen before in the playoffs. No doubt, but... I don't know. I, we'll we'll talk about why I am not uh, freaking out uh, about the Lions. But you're a Lions fan, though, too. Lost the Packers. So you, got some of that, the Packers. you got some of that bitterness in, in you because the Lions are so bad, and uh, I don't get too worked up about it. Right? Yeah, I don't know if that's part of it at all. You are wearing your Lions I am wearing today. my Lions I'll give you today. that. It was, and, okay. and I'll tell you why I was so, uh, I don't know, anxious watching that game. I guess anxious is a good word. I for would have it. been mad had I been you. Because I, I, I don't know. I was very conflicted with what was happening in I the football game. I would have been rooting for them to lose. And I'll tell you why. Beating the Colts, you have a chance at one, and you're screwing around trying to win that football game. I, I no, I would have been hot. I went through this with the Bucks. I'm just <laughs> telling you, I am not opposed to rooting for your team to get a better draft pick that means losing meaningless games. And I went back to with Gary last night on the post game show about it. Gary's like, oh no, you have to try to win. I'm like, right. Go back in history to the Packers. They they win a meaningless game against the Cardinals, and they end up with two instead of one. So instead of Aikman, you end up with Mandridge at two. In a game that did not matter, you did not have to try to win, there was no business trying to win, you could have had one, and instead you get two, and, you know, again. Yeah, well, you could have had the, the better player changes. and gotten Barry Sanders there, too, but that's besides there the wasn't point. really any talk about that. Mandridge <laughs> was the only guy at that point. Man was on the cover Sports Illustrated. I know, Looking I know, like the I Incredible know. Hulk with but two that chicks draft, sitting up on his arm. That draft is stacked. Look at like, the top five. Derek Four Brooks, of them are Deion Hall of Sanders, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Deion Sanders, Derek Thomas, uh, Barry Sanders, Thomas, Troy, right. Troy Aikman, Mandridge. Of the top five, four of them were Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Guess which one wasn't. Yeah. Uh, what else you got coming up? Uh, and then Jordan Love. Uh, 
we're at an, entering year three of him. Hopefully not going to have to see him again this season, other than maybe late in the game if it's a blowout. Right. Uh, now it's crunch time. Two years as a bench guy, former first-round pick. Has he shown you enough that the Packers or somebody else should give him a starting job? Because after this year, it, it, we're probably hitting that moment where a decision is going to be made about Jordan Love. It's going to be just like Rodgers, I think, where after two years he was horrible. And they drafted a quarterback in the second round uh, in Brom. They drafted a quarterback in the seventh round in Matt Flynn uh, and said, mm, not so sure this is going to work, so we're going to better protect ourselves. Brom was trash, uh, but Flynn ended up being around for a long time. I think if the Packers trade Rodgers and have all these extra picks, I think you could see them take a quarterback in, say, the second or third round uh, in the draft to try and protect themselves. I yeah, think that could happen. I don't know. We'll see. Well, the thing is, if – I'll get into it later yeah, in the show. Fine. That's gonna be yeah, a, that's good. gonna be a fun half hour. Yeah, I think uh, that'll be coming up at uh, four thirty. Uh, last hour of the show, we'll do pickling as we do every single day on the Rami Show. Go over all of the coaches and GMs who have been fired, and maybe a couple more coming in the next few hours. Who knows? Uh, the NFL is pretty wild, and we'll also break down that national championship game tonight between uh, the. Alabama Crimson Tide, and the Georgia Bulldogs. So lots of fun today on the Rami Show. I can't bet against Saban. I mean, I like Alabama, mind you, but I just can't bet against Nick Saban. That's, I, just, I can't do it's, it. It's, it's kind of crazy to me how much I'm seeing, even on BetQL, our BetQL tip sheet today, 56% chance Georgia wins this game, and I'm just sitting here like, mm-hmm. I don't. And then Horvat last week saying he thinks that oh, Georgia wins. Uh, also, uh, our guy Ken Barkley said on the big show last week he's picking Georgia. And, and I told him like, last week I'm not betting against Saban. Y'all want to bet against Saban, you go right ahead and have your have your fill. It's something. I'm just, I'm not. They got the better quarterback. They've got better talent, I think. Like, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll break it all down. I mean, it would be good for football if Georgia won. It would. Because, I mean, this is a rivalry already, but now we really would step up a notch mm-hmm. if Georgia beats – if for Smart sure. beats Saban at Alabama, then it oh, really for sure. steps up the rivalry. Yep. Now you really got a talking point all offseason with recruiting and everything else that goes along with it. All right, Dan Plucker is up next. The Rami Show. Enjoy it. Have a good one. Toodles. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.